everyone. Welcome to the For the Win podcast. I'm back. I'm your host, Hamil Javeri, taking back the throne after Evan was filling in for me last week. Uh, <laughs> we want our podcast back. Uh, yeah. Only men. The- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on International Women's Day, you usurped me. Mm-hmm. How dare you? We shouted you out, though. That's good. I appreciate that. Uh, Anyway, I'm here with uh, Stephen Ruiz, Evan Thorpe, ready to talk about sports. Guys, what's going on? Uh, happy Pi Day. Man, people love Pi Day. Nerds. I, yeah. I used to get so much free food at school on Pi Day. Like, pizza shops used to give out free pizzas. Mm. Oh, I had a book ready for all the pie. <laughs> all right, it's been kind of a crazy, crazy week. Uh, let's start off talking about... I would say probably the biggest trade, Odell Beckham Jr. going to the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Steven, you want to start? Fill us in. Yeah, the Browns, I mean, they surprised everyone. I think it was, was it Monday night? Tuesday night? It was late It was late at night. It was late at night. I was getting ready to go to bed, and then I see this news happen, and I have to get up and write, which was kind of annoying. But... No consideration for your sleep schedule. I know. How dare they? (laughs) How dare they? But it's kind of crazy that... Like Odell Beckham's like maybe like one of the coolest athletes in the NFL, and he's going mm-hmm. to like the least cool team on earth. I said that they have to change their jerseys because their orange jerseys and their brown jerseys are just so ugly, and you can't be cool in they're, brown and orange jerseys. They're gonna clash with his hair, right? <laughs> he's gonna be looking like a, a a Reese's cup or something with mm-hmm. the blonde hair and a, a like brown Reese's jersey. Pieces. They should have to move from Cleveland. Change their uniforms, change their color scheme, change their name, because Browns is a terrible name, too. Just change everything about the the organization. Change it to, like, Odell and Friends play football. (laughs) So, Stephen, I think, did you write this column about uh, the reasons? I think it was a column about how the Browns actually would not be successful, even though they're going all in, and it's because of their coaching staff. I didn't say they won't be successful. I just think... I think a lot of people are, like, just expecting them to be, but there's still huge question marks. We know how important coaching is in football in general, and they have, like, the most inexperienced staff in the league probably, I'd say. Their coach, their head coach was an offensive coordinator for, like, nine games. Their offensive coordinator mm-hmm. was has been an offensive coordinator for, like, nine games. Their defensive coordinator was a defensive coordinator. before He got fired from the Cardinals last year, but before that, he was a defensive coordinator for only one year. So there's a lot of inexperience. And we've seen, like, with the Lakers, they they had an inexperienced coach, and we're seeing what's happening there. He's not handling it well at all. No. And now this coaching staff has to deal with all these personalities, and there's a lot of them besides Odell Beckham. Uh, why did the – I mean, the obvious question, but why did the Giants trade him? The headache. Their GM is a moron. I mean, it seems – part of this is shocking because it felt like uh, – you know, why would you trade him? I think also they probably looked at the Antonio Brown situation. It was like, we don't want to get ourselves to that point. So, like, just get what you can. Because they, they got a not a great deal, but, like, they got a better deal compared to what the Steelers got for their top wide receiver. And I think they know as a team, like, all right, we're about to rebuild. We have an extra first-round pick for this year and a second-round pick. So we can at least start putting pieces together until we're ready to compete again. Their GM is, I don't think he knows what year he's in right now. <laughs> like, he's building a team to win the 1992 Super Bowl. He wants to run the ball. 
He wants to build around an offensive line. Like, this is what teams were doing in the 80s, not now. Now we know that if you want to win, you pass the ball. And he's just traded his best receiver. And I think part of it was keeping Eli, which is just ridiculous that they're doing this much to keep That's, Eli happy. Yeah. So they're, so was a part of it had to do with salary cap or was it to keep Eli happy? I don't think anything had to do with salary cap because they're eating a lot of dead money to trade Odell Beckham. I think it will part of it. I think if Odell Beckham doesn't come out last year and criticize Eli Manning, I think he's still a giant mm. without a doubt. So wow. Eli played a part in it. And if you're choosing between two players, why is it the 36 year old quarterback who hasn't been good for five years <laughs> and gets paid a ridiculous amount of money? Stuff? Right. It's just crazy that all this stuff started happening after they made the commercial for the Super Bowl. When Eli <laughs> caught him and oh yeah, there I've had the time of my life during yeah. the dancing moment, uh, and everything yeah. just went downhill from there. Downhill from there. That's a jinx. Uh, um, all right. It's a horrible trade for the Giants. There's no other way to put it. They they're making a huge mistake. I mean, they weren't going to win anyway, but now they're just boring, which is even <laughs> worse. It's one thing to be bad, but to be boring, especially in a city like New York, mm-hmm. it's it's. I don't see any way that the GM lasts more than a year. And what he's setting up for is a massive rebuild, which is going to take time. I think he just fired himself, basically. And after, like, when they could announce the deal, when the new league year started on Wednesday, (laughs) they tweeted out, like, 14 (laughs) tweets in a row, and they all got ratioed. And then they were throwing out, like, highlights of the players coming in, and people were like, we don't care. Yeah. Like, they threw out a lineman's highlight tape. And I don't know, you watch films, so, like, you've probably looked at some (laughs) lineman highlight tape. I've never in my life once said, Yo, I want to see a lineman work. Yeah, this is, I mean, it is such a tone-deaf response, right, to just pr- try to pretend to ignore the the fan reaction to all of it. And the tweet announcing the trades did not mention Odell Beckham's name. No, at all. <laughs> at all. It was like, this is what we got, nothing else about what they gave up. <laughs> oh, man, I love NFL dysfunction. Um, anything else you want to add to that? No, I, I think... It's so bad that the Giants are like going to be irrelevant. I think the league is better when a New York team is doing well, and that's just not going to happen for the next couple of years. I, I, the Jets aren't good either. So I said the Jets will at least have people like paying attention early on next year. Yeah, they're they're going to be interesting. I think it's going to end up being for the wrong reasons, but for now, I mean they're like the the most popular team in New York, probably the better team in New York, which it's, is odd to say because the the Jets. Is Nathan Peterson? Is Nathan the Peter Peterman. Man on the bill still? Peter Man. <laughs> no, he's gone. I think he's a Raider, actually. Oh, oh yeah, he is. They need to be the Hard Knocks team with Gruden, Antonio Brown, and then Nathan Peterman. Oh, that is. <laughs> I mean, I'd watch Hard Knocks Nathan Peterman. Yeah. Just have him go around to different training camps, and at the end of every episode, he gets cut. <laughs> It's like The Bachelor, but he's trying to find a team. Yeah, I'd watch. Who wouldn't watch that? Oh, I would watch that. Uh, all right, we're going to take a break real quick and hear from our sponsors at Robinhood. Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos all commission-free. While other brokerages charge up to $10 for every trade, Robinhood doesn't charge any commission fees, so you can trade stocks and keep all of your profits. Plus, there's no account minimum deposit needed to get started, so you can start investing at any level. The simple, intuitive design of Robinhood makes investing easy for newcomers and experts alike. View easy-to-understand charts and market data and place a trade in just four taps of your smartphone. 
You can also view stock collections, such as 100 Most Popular. With Robinhood, you can learn how to invest in the market as you build your portfolio, discover new stocks, track your favorite companies, and get custom notifications for price movements so you never miss the right moment to invest. Robinhood is giving listeners of USA Today's For the Win podcast a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help you build your portfolio. Sign up at forthewin.robinhood.com. All right, we're back. I want to talk about the college scandal. That is the big story this week. If you have somehow managed to miss it, it's a college admissions scandal that involves a lot of wealthy people who played who paid bribes to get their kids enrolled in elite colleges and often as a part of athletic teams, like an athletic recruit. Mm-hmm. The two very visible Faces for this are Lori Loughlin, who you guys probably know from Full House as Aunt Becky, and lately of some show on Hallmark that is some Canadian drama called When Calls the Heart, which is this like weird goody two shoes thing. <laughs> um, and Felicity Huffman, who used to be on Desperate Housewives and was also on Sports Night. So I, I mean, this thing is so hilariously absurd because. It definitely just goes, it confirms everything that I think a lot of people think about how rich kids have way too many advantages and don't deserve what they're actually getting. Yeah, I'm like debating if I want to continue to pay my student loans off because (laughs) like you got some kids out here just getting handouts and I'm paying back over 40,000 and student loans, I feel like they need to pay me or pay off some of my loans. Evans, Evans, like <laughs> revealing his financial situation <laughs> to the world. I'm broke. <laughs> no, well, I think they still pay tuition. They're an athletic recruit, but that doesn't mean that they're on full scholarship. Yeah, they just paid to get in. They just paid to get in, so they are paying tuition on top of how much their parents paid to get them into college in the first place. But the school, the schools are making so much extra money. Yeah, aren't they paying like five hundred racks just to get their students? I mean, a kid into school. Well, the way it worked is that it was a charity donation, right? So the donation goes to like the the school athletic program. So Lori Laughlin, I think, is the the most visible case of this. She and her husband apparently paid five hundred thousand dollars like half a million dollars to get their both daughters into usc as athletic recruits i like i was shocked when i heard this and outraged not because of the scandal but because Lori laughlin has five hundred thousand dollars to to throw around how does she have that money her husband oh that's 10 kids going through school possibly so her husband is a fashion designer if you guys shop at Target, you see the brand Massimo, like all of Target's clothes oh, are like Massimo brand. I've heard of that. And her husband is the guy who started that clothing line. So, so they make bank. So they're funded by like grandmas that buy their grandkids. Okay, first of clothes. all, I, I shop at Target I and I have worn those, okay? <laughs> I, I get their uh, graphic tees and their shorts. So a lot of the Massimo clothes are sold at Target, but they're also probably made in sweatshops. So. We are not. We, whoa, that just got dark. We are not a well-dressed podcast, apparently. Man, speak for hey, yourself. Speak for yourself, dude. You guys are shopping at Target. What they got to do anything? My outfit still fly. My style is incomparable. I will have it be told. You did not buy those <laughs> shoes at Target. It doesn't matter, but I put them with a Target shirt. All right. Back, back on track. Yeah, so her husband is super wealthy. She probably does well for herself as an actress, but her husband is incredibly wealthy, and they have a lot of family money, 
and then Felicity Huffman, and and this is where it's so funny to me. Felicity Huffman got arrested for paying fifteen thousand dollars so that a proctor would correct her daughter's SAT answers. So that is the levels of cheating involved here, right? Mm-hmm. She paid $15,000 as a part of a scheme where her daughter took the SATs and then a proctor would correct them so she would get a higher score so she could get into the college of her choice. This is, I'm sorry, but this is like parents going way too far for your kids. It's that saying where like, like you have to work twice as hard to be just as good. And, you know, you can just... And those kids aren't even good. Their parents <laughs> cheated for them. How dumb is the Laughlin kid where you have to spend $500,000? So this is what I'm saying. So her daughter is actually a YouTube star. Mm-hmm. She already has like a million subscribers on YouTube. She's an influencer. She doesn't need a college degree. And did she have like a, a segment where she was like, I really don't care about school. Yeah. Like your oh. parents just paid 500000 to get you into school on top of what they have to pay just to yeah. get you enrolled. Like- so the other part of the scandal, though, is that uh, the athletic recruits, the sports that these kids are going into are sports that are majority white. They're like crew, water polo, you know, pretty nominal things that people aren't really paying attention to. But these those programs are funded by sports like basketball and football, mm-hmm. which have majority black players. So it's very much, and none of these, and the student athletes aren't getting paid whatsoever, right? Mm -hmm. So there's definitely a class issue here and an athletic issue because we already know that the NCAA system is totally screwed up, but this is just one more way that it's screwed up. Last podcast, I said I was going to have the first black NFL kicker. (laughs) Young Tyrone Thorpe Jr., you're going to be a rugby, I mean, a water polo player. (laughs) We about to to break the mold, baby. (laughs) That's right. <laughs> like, is, he, is he gonna actually be one? Or are you gonna pay five hundred thousand dollars to get him in the school and I mean, pretend like he's one? If they see a black guy playing water polo, every school is gonna be like, "We got to get him in for diversity." Didn't yeah. I read like some people were like creating like web pages, like fake athletic yes. profiles, like and photoshopping photos of their kids playing that sport? That's crazy. Just send them to a bad school, like a state school. This is insane because college, in a lot of ways, is overrated, right? Yes, it is. I mean, I'm happy that I went to school, but I'm really happy that I went to a state school and didn't graduate with a lot of debt. Like, I had debt, but not a lot of it. And I know a lot of people are buried in debt because they buy into the myth of an Ivy League where you're just paying a ton more money, coming out with pretty much the same education, Mm-hmm. And maybe some more connections. Because, like, after you get your first or second job, like, they stop asking what school you graduated from. It's yeah. basically, like, where have you worked and what have you mm-hmm. done? Yeah. Kids, if you're listening to this podcast, I mean, go to college, but don't spend a lot of money on it. <laughs> go to community college and then on your last year, transfer to a university and just take, like, five credits. I mean, five classes. Uh, am I the only one that, like, first of all, I was surprised. I wasn't surprised that this was going on. I just assumed it was going on. But I'm surprised that it was illegal. Like, I didn't, I thought this was a thing that people did and people knew about it. You just were just like, yeah, that's what rich people do. No, I understand. So there's definitely legal ways to bribe people to get your kids into college. You can make a large donation. You can be a legacy. And those are all kind of accepted. And this is illegal because you literally are cheating on tests like you are paying for somebody to correct the answers to your kid's test and five hundred thousand dollars to me is just a bribe like you're not donating a building 
Um, it's a lot cheaper than making like a two point five million donation, you know, to Harvard, like I think Jared Kushner's dad did. But one is illegal and the other is not. It's illegal. It's uh, illegal and unfair because, like, you think about some kid who's actually good at water polo, and they can't get that opportunity to go to the school they want to because somebody just paid for their spot. Yeah, and I think part of the reason this story resonates is because a lot of people feel internally that meritocracy is a myth, and this just confirms that, right? Especially if you are poor, you're a person of color, and you don't have the advantages of rich parents, and you might be smart enough to get into an Ivy League, or you might be smart enough to get into a top-tier school, but you kind of have to settle for other schools because you don't have the access and you don't have the connections, even though your qualifications are just as good. And and, and this kind of crystallizes what everyone has has long held or suspicions of. Gotta work twice as harder. I feel like being the guy that takes the test for people is like a good racket. Like you just gotta fool one person into thinking you're smart enough to get their kid in a good SAT score, get the money first, and then take the test and you maybe you fail it and then you just disappear. I I need to do that. I would say like give me half up front and if I (laughs) like if I get your kid into the school, I want double of what you gave me at first. Yeah, there should be you should charge a base fee and then a bonus if you if you get them into the actual school. Yeah. Yeah. What if you have like a bad day? Like you're usually like you're good enough to get a good grade for the kid, but then you I don't know, you had a you overslept and then you're all groggy and then you get no. a bad no, you get do you take no. the test over again or are you just like These sorry smart. you just paid for me to take the test. <laughs> these people smart. They probably like, you know what, I can get you anywhere between these numbers and yeah. you know. All right, we're going to move on to not sports, but whatever. I feel like we have a lot in not sports, but whatever today. That's the podcast. It is the podcast. So you guys will remember a couple of weeks back, uh, we were doing a little bit of Oscar chat, and we talked about A Star is Born. Evan, did you finally see A Star is Born? I watched it last week, and if you listened to the episode from last week, I teased it, and I said I was going to wait to talk about it until Himmel got here. All right, I'm here. I need to know what your thoughts are. It sucked. What? <laughs> that movie sucked. I was bored out my mind watching that movie. Like, I'm one of those people, like, I want to see, like, a lot of emotion. And I felt like certain scenes, they couldn't, they didn't, like, give me the emotion I wanted. And that I, movie was all emotion. No, what are you talking about? It wasn't as emotional as I, like, I wanted to see more of, like, the romance built between them two. I just felt like I seen, like, little snippets of everything, and it was like, all right, that's the complete movie. Like, I got a brief look at them when it started off, and it was like, all right, we're already a couple now. Like, we're here. And I'm just like, I just want to see, like, baby steps that led to certain parts. Like, you can take I mean, out some of the, like, scene builders and show me more, like, natural. More, like, relationship building? Yes. Oh, my God. I disagree. I <laughs> thought it was incredible. I cried throughout the entire thing. My eyes were dry. <laughs> you I, didn't cry. I've heard the no. movie does is like feels rushed. Like she gets like discovered and like she's like nominated for the, the Grammys. Like, I mean, it's a compressed five timeline. minutes later. It's a compressed timeline. They have to keep it moving forward. No, okay, so this is all spoiler for people. Okay, well, <laughs> too late at I this mean, point. it's too late at this point. But no, like I like one of the problems I had like after her manager came and talked to him, like I wanted to see how he reacted afterwards because like that's a big. Right. thing to deal with and I felt like you know the next scene we saw was her coming in and he's sad but like we didn't see how he processed like dang I'm really holding back her career oh I thought it was pretty obvious I thought that that was implied in that scene so you didn't need to see his reaction I just want to like like I like 
but that's a but that's the character's whole thing is that he's really emotionally reserved. Yeah. So you can kind of see it at the edges, but he never has like a full breakdown. There's one scene where he has a full breakdown. <laughs> Oh, but like yeah. even after the the uh, uh, Oscar, no, was it Grammy? Grammys. The Grammys performance. Like I wish after they had the whole shower scene, or like before the shower scene, like we just see them to like her yelling at him or something, or like, right. him after she left and hugged him. Like, like let me get attached to him. So like at the end, I'm just like, dang. So you didn't get attached to him at I all? I didn't because everything just felt so rushed. Like even like the brother thing, it was just like, oh my god, I was attached to him from the minute like you see him in the back of the limo. And he's like, his hands are shaking and he's drunk. And you're like, oh, man, this guy has got some work to do. So, like, the overall movie, I just, I felt like they didn't give certain scenes enough time. Mm -hmm. I would say, though, like, he did a great job. And I really loved his brother. Oh, yeah. His brother. Like, he could read me bedtime stories. His (laughs) voice is so good. I forget. Who's the actor that plays him? Oh, my God. Whatever. Everybody, if you've seen the movie, you know who we're talking about. But they, it, it was a good movie for, like, what it was. But, like, personally, I didn't like it because I felt like it was scenes were rushed and okay. I'm more of like the emotional guy like I want to get that emotional attachment to, to characters and it doesn't have to be early on like it they would have just started showing some emotion in the middle I'd have been like alright I'm a little more invested but oh my God. I was just like yo literally he just met this girl and like they're on a they had a connection. That's what is. They had the connection in the parking lot. That parking lot scene is amazing. Yeah but they like I rather them like I, to start off with him going to the bar and then seeing her right. actually sing. I don't care what she worked at for like two minutes. Oh, but that it's so essential to her character and that scene where he gets up and he sings just for those two gra- two drag queens <laughs> yeah. and tells you everything about him. Oh my God, you're just a... It, it was... I give it a six out of ten. Oof. Okay, my next... We're, we're leaving Steven out of this because... I've never seen it. He's never seen it and he hasn't seen the next one either. So my final question for you is did you like A Star is Born... Better or worse than Captain Marvel? I liked it more. Way more. Okay. Way more. Okay. I mean, if you could, oh my God. Captain Marvel was just, like, I came in, like, the first three minutes I thought I was going to see, like, a movie about her struggles, and then I was like, okay, you know, all right, women get back up, you get pushed down, you know, fight like the men, blah, blah. Then it was like, yo, we get an origin story about this life she didn't know, and then- yeah. I was just like, I don't care about any of this stuff right now. So my problem with the movie is that it's really hard for us to connect to a character that is not connected to herself. Yes. Like, she, Carol Danvers doesn't know that she's Carol Danvers, so how are we supposed to connect with her? She doesn't have an identity. So we're, (laughs) I mean, like, for every other Marvel film, like Black Panther, Iron Man, Thor, you're given such a strong connection to this character because the character has a sense of self. Mm -hmm. And in Captain Marvel, she has no real sense of self because she has amnesia. So when you're coming in with that kind of blank slate, you're not invited to connect to anything. That was my big problem. I think one problem with having introducing a character like this so late in Mm. like the game for Marvel, like we're, we're tired of seeing origin stories. Like, I don't think you got an origin story with Black Panther, really. You got the, the, the first scene. That was wasn't really, and, But that yeah. wasn't even him. You don't, you don't even else. really get an origin story with him. You just, it's like two scenes. But, mm. like, that movie, if if I was in charge of directing it, I would have just, just had that scene of her crashing the ship early on, and then seeing uh, Green, uh, whoever, like, her leader was. Yeah. And so you already build up, like, okay, Something's going on with them too. Obviously, yeah. he either saved her or whatever it was, and then like now we see like all right, 
she's coming back like she's learning who she is but yeah i think also like you know they had that big moment in the beginning about her falling down and as a kid and uh what was she in the army or marines she's in the, air force she's in the air force yeah and then like you didn't hear anything else about it till the they very end. Rushed it for like two minutes right before her final fight scene, and the final fight was like it was boring. I thought some. I did think a lot of the symbolism was really heavy handed. Mm-hmm. I appreciated the fact that they didn't sexualize her character. Yes, like a lot of female uh, superheroes get overtly sexualized. They didn't do any of that with her, which I really appreciate, and I thought that was great. They didn't force a love story in there because. There's no need for her to have yeah. a romantic lead. That's not what the story is about. So I, I liked all of that. Uh, I liked the Sam Jackson. We finally figure out how he lost his eye. I'm not going to spoil it for you if you haven't seen the movie. Um, and uh, the Agent Coulson, like his first couple of days on the job. Like those yeah. kind of Easter eggs for Marvel fans were really fun. But again, it didn't feel like an origin story for Captain Marvel. It just felt like... A, we needed a br- to have her. Yeah, it felt like a bridge so that we would know what's going on when she shows up in Endgame. I would say, though, like, the the natural, like, chemistry her and Samuel Jackson had, it made that scene at the end of, uh, in, what is it, uh, the first, the last Avengers movie. God, which was... was Infinity oh, War? Infinity War. No, yeah. was that? Endgame? Yes, yes, yeah. Infinity War. I'm thinking Age of Ultron. Oh, but no. Infinity War, like, why... She's gonna be such. <laughs> Steven's <laughs> asleep. Like, <laughs> it just makes me like look at her like, okay, obviously, like what she's gonna bring to the table yeah. is different than anybody else, and like this was like Plan Z. Yeah, she has crazy, insane powers. Like yeah. she's basically like Thor. She's practically immortal. And it was cool, like the the nineties Easter eggs they had yeah. throughout the movie. Well, that was all right. I appreciated those because I'm a little bit older than you. Uh, All right, we've gone way (laughs) off topic. Steven is asleep. What's going on? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to us talk about A Star is Born, Captain Marvel, oh, and sports as well. We'll see you next week.